1: Yo, what's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Sunday, January 23rd. Welcome back to the podcast. Very excited to have you all uh, tuning in this week. Um, It's the second stop of the farewell tour. Um, For those who who may be joining for the first time, um, this is the fourth and final season of Thinking Outside the Boombox. And so I've decided to celebrate that by inviting guests, uh, previous guests uh, of the podcast back on one final time, kind of as their last stop uh, on my farewell tour. Um, And they get to choose the topic that we are going to discuss In the episode. So, very excited uh, to talk about that in the Dig Deeper segment. Before I get into that, I do want to talk about the podcast newsletter and the mailing list. Um, Typically, uh, before I get into the Dig Deeper segment, Um, I'll give you a song of the week, I'll give you the press play segment where I keep you up to date on the latest hip hop and R&B news, Um, but because this conversation um, is a little bit longer than the usual episodes, I've decided to uh, just have the song of the week and the links for the press play segment in the podcast newsletter, and then we're going to jump right into the Dig Deeper segment. So, you know, any you know, music videos, songs, performances that are or albums that I really want you to check out, I usually put the links to those in the podcast newsletter so that everything I mention on the podcast you have access to. Um, so, if you get the podcast newsletter this week, it will feature, you know, the song of the week as well as um, everything since the last episode that I really, really want you to check out. So, if you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, Right on the homepage, there's a place for you to submit your email address. Um, you will get uh, a copy of the podcast newsletter in your inbox every time there's an episode when you sign up for the mailing list that way. Or you can just go to the newsletter tab at thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com and all of the podcast newsletters are there. Um, so yeah, so definitely sign up for the mailing list. Make sure you check out the podcast newsletter so you can have all the links to everything for this week. Um, and without any further ado, uh, I'm going to take a short break, pay some bills, and then when I come back, we'll jump right into the Dig Deeper segment. If you have a business, you need a website. What's the best way to get a website up and running? Choose a website hosting company that makes it simple like Pear Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including simple drag-and-drop page design. And they have guaranteed U.S.-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you'll receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit pair.com slash free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code Quickstart. That's P A I R.com slash F R E E, promo code Quickstart, to get started today. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, this is the second stop of the farewell tour for the podcast. Um, If you've been listening for the past few weeks, um, then you know that the farewell tour is where I invite guests of the podcast back onto the show, but this time they get to choose the topic. Uh, The first stop on the tour was with Joe and Chloe, where we talked about spirituality and hip-hop. And now I would like to welcome back to the studio friends and the esteemed hosts of What's in the Box Office, my friends Brian and Noah. Welcome. Yes, esteemed. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
3: I'm... I'm like I'm so full of steam.
0: It's literally,
1: <laughs> I got steam coming out
0: of my ears. It's literally a tour because you are we're recording on location. You're yes, going from <laughs> place to place around Chicago. That's
1: and I actually I went to I went to Joe and Chloe too. So I maybe I'll have to keep this. Team, yeah, I might to.
0: Thank you for having us. It's very exciting.
3: Yes, love to <laughs> love to be very here very as good. always.
1: Very excited to have you. Uh, so what is what is the topic for today? What did you all want to discuss?
3: Beats. Yes. I. <laughs>
1: I think they're delicious. Um, yes, I don't. I don't I care for some mom. goat cheese. My
0: mom used to make me eat them when I was a kid. <laughs> hey. I remember jars of beets around, and I'd be like, why? Here's what you
3: do. You roast them, you blend them, you make pasta with them.
0: It mm. doesn't really, take kid, like be- really taste
3: like beets, but it's a cool color. That's uh, a great idea. But yeah, the beets of the song, <laughs> the uh, the production, the rhythms, yeah. the samples, the... the uh, I guess, dep- I was going to say like the the unsung half, but depending mm. on who you ask, maybe the more prominent
4: half. Well,
0: I find myself really connecting to a song through beats because it, when I, if I'm listening to music, I'm doing something else. And so mm. I don't really have the cognizant strength to just focus on the lyrics, so it's just the melody mm-hmm. that I'll walk different, or I'll type differently, or I'll do something, and that's because of the beat. So it really, that really you know a song could have really shitty lyrics but if it has a good beat i'm gonna enjoy listening to it
3: yeah the beat the beat's what's gonna hook you first and then mm-hmm. if, the- if that's good you'll stick around
1: yeah absolutely awesome i'm very excited for this topic um i took the liberty and th- this is perfect because when i did my history of hip-hop series um a month or so ago i mostly focused on the rapping and i didn't really talk a lot about you know the history of hip-hop production which is Honestly, just as, and actually maybe the, the utmost importance when it comes to the history of hip hop. So I took some, some notes of just some of the most important, um, happenings in production and hip hop's creation. So I wanted to start with that and then we can jump right in to the, to the topic. Um, so as we all know, hip hop was first created, uh, in the seventies, 1973, I believe when DJ Cool Herc and other DJs like him began to loop funk and soul breaks for partygoers to dance over and eventually for MCs to rhyme over. Um, so hip hop production has always been rooted in in a byproduct of other genres. Um, that's actually one of my favorite aspects of hip hop production is finding other styles and songs in a hip hop beat. Um, so some important happenings, the adoption of the TR-808 drum machine in hip hop during the 80s was huge. Uh, producers gravitated toward the booming bass drum on top of the ability to program rhythms into the machine. Uh, This took hip hop to new places. And besides the turntable, um, it's easily one of the most influential inventions to hip hop music and has remained a mainstay in the genre. Uh, The 80s and 90s were also around the time when sampling began to be widely utilized. First, producers were sampling other beats Um, or other instruments and looping them to create new beats. Um, and then it evolved to sampling pieces of songs to create new ones. In the late eighties, it was not uncommon to see a song sample like 10 to 15 different songs, um, which is the case in some of the songs that we'll talk about later. Um, this was when producers really started to unlock the complex techniques of creating a song. Uh, production from the seventies and early eighties advanced from simplistic, repetitive melodies and grooves to dent songs with so many different sounds layered to make something new in the 80s and 90s. Uh, In the 2000s, we had Kanye popularizing the chipmunk effect, where he sped up a vocal sample, uh, changed the pitch of it to create a completely new thing. Synthesizers became popular with the rise of G-Funk, bringing new sounds to hip-hop production. And as technology advanced, it expanded the capabilities of how music could be made digitally, and production became more complex. Um, and then of course, there's the whole sampling copyright issue that started in 1991. Biz Marquee got sued by, Biz Marquee and Warner Brothers got sued, um, by an artist because they sampled his song, didn't ask for permission. And that kind of started the movement of where they said, okay, copyright infringement, um, when it comes to music is a thing you will, there will be consequences. And so people in the hip hop industry kind of had to adapt. A lot of them started to remake samples with live instrumentation rather than reaching out to the, um, to the actual like producer. Sometimes it was easier to just reach out to the person who made like the, the actual, the writers of the songs. Um, And then lots of artists like Dr. Dre uh, moved towards live instrumentation. They were like, you know what, let's just forget the samples. I'll, I'll figure out something else. So that that is the the short of it, and some of the the biggest um, production, I guess. What do you call them? Production happenings in history, and and lots of things that are still important today when it comes to production. Um, so, what do you all what do you all want to talk about? What's what's what you got first up?
0: I, I think what's so great about hip hop in general is you know it's really the only genre. Then I'm just excluding electronica, but it's really the only genre that can directly reference songs of the past. You know, rock or or pop, even um, those would deal with covers if they're going to tackle a song from. So it's like it's like this ever evolving history book of like really obscure music mm-hmm. that is in a way keeping those songs. Alive and relevant and so when you go back and you listen, it's like a direct connection or you even will inspire people to look up What is that from and they'll discover? No, it's a really interesting. It's like it's like a moving, you know thing of, of, of music history of all types of, of Funk of soul of, of rock of you know ev- ev- Everything it's just a really yeah. cool kind of living organism I think that's true. I just, I, I want to, uh, I want to brief.
3: I, I agree. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's that was that's my contribution. Correct. No, I just, uh, I do want to briefly, uh, briefly mention Ahmad. I took a, uh, I took a history of hip hop class mm-hmm. in college. So and...
0: why don't you let Noah handle? It no,
3: I just uh, that. What I, what took us a, uh, an entire semester of school, you just covered in about a uh, few minutes. So. Mm. I, I should have just waited until now I and have half the price. The stuff yeah <laughs> yeah I only charge them
1: like 1500 dollars you know
3: <laughs> I yeah I don't know it's tough uh, it's tough where to begin I do uh, I do agree I think the uh, the sampling uh, the sampling part of it and the way that keeps songs alive is very interesting i i feel I feel like I've changed uh, changed where my where my stance is on that over the years mm-hmm. I, just as we're sitting here now, I find myself very ready to be like, eh, "Fuck 'em! People can sample whatever they want." Yeah, uh, because it is, it is, uh, it is partially like for the greater good, Brian. Like you said, it's keeping it's keeping these old songs alive. Yeah. You know, people are, people are not. This is, uh, you know, by no means a hard and fast rule, but people are rarely sampling like the big songs. People aren't out here sampling like respect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, more more often than not it's a uh, an old uh, an old soul song an old funk an old something that makes you go like oh what is, what is that have, yeah. I, have i heard that before maybe not or like it's uh, oh like i don't i don't know that otis redding song off mm-hmm. the top of my head it's not sitting on the dock of the bay it's uh you know the samples uh, I, I don't know the names of the samples off the top of my head i started to say like oh it's the sample he used <laughs> for Otis. Oh, Try
1: a Little Tenderness. Yeah. yeah which is also a big song. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure.
3: Not a good example. I'm just talking. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I do. I also, just like, I don't know. It's not It's not your thing. They're making a new thing with it. You, you want to sit here and be like, I should get money for that song. Because mm-hmm. my song's in it. Like well, you, you didn't make that song. They made that song. So. Yeah shut up yeah Not mean it. there's
0: there, there's several Sweet. examples in other mediums like in film of somebody uses a shot that like or someone's wearing the same costume that someone wore in another film mm-hmm. or using the same framing or like a similar plot device that's in like the same like you know psycho has been this is a bad example because it's usually for comedic effect but psycho has been that shower scene has been used in so many other films sure and, like, they don't pay Hitchcock every time that happens. Right. Just because just
3: they're not, like, physically splicing in that shot. Right. And so yeah. if you can get around it by being like, oh, I I did the, I did try a little tenderness, except I played it. So I right. covered it for yeah. the that's. So
0: like, I do think there's something, though, where you should give credit. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Sure. But, and that's why in those movies they'll have, like, you know, a special thanks or whatever. Yeah, but Or they talk. Al. Yeah. Or, or, or they'll talk about it. But... Um, so, they they would have to get paid then for those. It's like, it's not just about getting permission. You also mm-hmm. have to clear it, licensing yeah. for it. Yeah, that's tough. So on the one hand, I can I can see why artists, you know, the Curtis Mayfields or whatever would be like, yeah, I, I pay me, you know, but um, but at the same time, it is this kind of thing where it's like, it's I'm doing it because I like it and mm-hmm. I think I can build on it.
1: Um, and I'm bringing more attention to yeah, your song. Yeah, like, yeah, especially as long in this... as
0: you are crediting it, you are gi- giving it more attention.
1: In yeah. Regard. And especially in the streaming era, I, I, can't, I don't have the, the data to back this up. But I have to imagine that if a popular artist has a song and they sample another artist's song, that artist's song's streaming numbers yeah. will likely see a big bump. Yeah. Noah, and... do you have
0: the data? <laughs> yeah, hang on. You uh, <laughs> took that class. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was... Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I just I just think of all the all of the songs that we missed out on because uh and, and that yeah. we don't even know about yeah. because a sample didn't get cleared. It's you know.
0: It's I think that they should just go by the Otis rule where if you're sampling a song it, the title just has to be that person.
1: Yeah?
4: Okay.
0: Yeah. I think
3: I think that's fair. I think that's a good uh, a good compromise. Which, which, everyone... which would
0: change some of the songs that I'm gonna be talking about to like uh <laughs> you know, I think it's harder to see would stay the same. But um it would be from the name of the people, so Kendrick Lamar's I would be Isley. Okay, uh, that, that fits. Sure, that's very similar. <laughs> California Love becomes Cocker or Joe. Joe, yeah, Joe be Joe. Uh, yeah, Game Theory by the Roots would be Sly. It's just yeah, or Sylvester. Yeah, if we want to go full name, how
3: many songs in hip hop history would just be called James? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's most so many. of them,
0: Yeah, Aretha. It'd be it'd be a yeah. it'd be pretty stacked. Um, can I can I can
3: I tell you something else? James, James Brown has that. Uh, it's a James Brown song with the drums that have been uh, sampled by like everyone mm-hmm. ever. I've listened I've listened to that song and like clips of that. What like, is the drum song beat? I don't know, I don't actually Do remember. Yeah, I don't know the name of it. <laughs> but I uh, I just I I always expect to listen to it and be like, oh, of course that that classic rhythm that I've heard <laughs> in so many things. Are you looking at? And I just it, it never clicks with me Mm -hmm. and every time i'm left thinking like this is these these are the drums that like everyone's losing their mind about like it's just (laughs) just drums sampled any drums
1: yeah and that was that was a part of the of the early sampling that that still kind of boggles my mind where they were like i i just don't understand how some of these producers listen to music where they're like oh man i really like that hi-hat Give me that hi-hat. I want that hi-hat. I'm going to use that in another song. And then they do something yeah, crazy they... to it or change the pitch of a hi-hat. Yeah. And then it's something completely different. Or even when
0: they get, when it's like 18 so like, I want to yeah. take the cymbals <laughs> from here, the chimes of this song, that one bass line, but only half that note, and uh-huh. then use the other bass line here. And it's like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I... <laughs> I, li- I like songs. <laughs> <laughs> Music's good. I also feel like it's really hard.
1: And oh, it's called Funky Drummer. All right, yeah. I'm yes, gonna,
3: it I'm is. Gonna, of gonna course. Play it in my ear. I. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that's that's the kind of thing that just makes me, like, I think of I think of Kanye West with his like yes. crates of records, just constantly listening to like these, these like old throwaway songs, and being yeah. like, oh, I could I could I could use that mm-hmm. to make a mega hit.
1: Yeah, I would I would trade places for a day with Kanye just so that I could hear music the Me way too. he hears it. Oh,
0: I would do for other reasons. <laughs> for other reasons, yeah.
3: I don't, I don't, I don't think I could last a day. Kanye kind of would why?
0: <laughs> Kanye would wake up the next day and be like, Did you transfer forty million dollars to someone named Brian?" Like I don't know, I guess. Yeah. I'm kooky. <laughs> it sounds like me. Yeah, could I can I, I spend a day in his
3: brain in like two thousand six? I would
0: no, but it would be like I would videotape myself as Kanye going of sound mind and body, agree to this, I'm not being coerced, I would yeah. get my lawyer
1: involved. You would sign it, you have a notary yeah, republic, I would, exactly. yeah. All of that I would be all airtight. That. <laughs> That's smart. That's smart.
0: Yeah, it would be and I would also move into his house. Um just for that room, that like viewing room he has. Sure. But that giant. Uh, it's, maybe it's made of concrete. It seems like a little cold, just uninviting. Like but it's a giant screen. Yeah, it's quite quite a bit of Kanye is cold and uninvited. Play Matt on that. <laughs> um. All right. So as far as like things, I gotta stop playing this James Brown song. Right? <laughs> um. As far as like actual examples, I find that you you mentioned the, the live instrumentation, mm-hmm. and that is really what I connect to um perfect that's my next question it, it what i connect to or
1: live <laughs> instrumentation versus digital music production I mean, what you prefer it, it,
0: it's <laughs> the live instrumentation always stands out to me more mm-hmm. um and the way that you can do a wide spectrum of them like the the angry pianos in new york state of mind by by nas yes. or like the gentle pianos of cream by wu-tang mm-hmm you have like a playful piano and work by Gangstar. like there's just the same instrument different songs but they can create different moods mm-hmm. in in these hip hop songs um the the fact that that Kendrick basically just retooled that Lady by the Azeez Brothers for i which is like one of my favorite beats uh no one knows I'm a big fan of horns so the crazy mm-hmm. and low yes. horns which is uh just incredible mm-hmm. and like that's the kind of shit that can really get me up and moving, and so that's why I think when when she put out the live Lemonade, mm-hmm. or just her Coachella concert, the the way that she did that when it slowed it down, I mean, I could just listen to that all day, so there's something to the idea of live instruments um, that just make it sound better, and you can tell, like, I think late registration, Kanye, like, rented like a, a small orchestra just to work on mm. those songs, and you can tell, that it's just like, that shows... Um, so I'm, I'm all for live instrumentation. It really pops for me.
1: I'm, I'm with you. I, um, back when, uh, MTV unplugged and there was a kind of separate offshoot that was similar VH1 storytellers where they brought an artist in and they just performed some of their popular music live. I used to listen to Alicia Keys and Kanye West, VH1 storytellers, CDs all the time, just because the live versions of some of those songs, just, like, it, it breathed new life into the songs that I already loved. Oh, yeah. When and,
0: when, when Jay-Z's uh, Unplugged mm-hmm. went on spot, when Jay-Z's catalog was the first thing I listened to, because he has the roots backing him yeah. on his Unplugged, and it's just, like, incredible.
1: Yeah, there's, there's something about especially taking a song that was originally not done live, at least in the CDQ version, and then, like, using all the instruments at your disposal to like, to like just create something new, even though it's the same song and you're playing the same notes, but there's always something different and different riffs that you can add to live right. instrumentation that just. Especially songs
0: that have, maybe don't have live instrumentation mm-hmm. that you have to, you have to translate that to live instruments. It's real. really, it's a really wonderful thing to like experience like, Oh, that's the instrument that could then make this sound that you created on mm-hmm.
4: a computer. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I I think it's it's interesting for me because I when I think of like hip hop I, I think of a, I think of like electronically produced beats mm-hmm. before I think of live instruments like I, that makes sense to, to, to me like live instrumentation is kind of a a subset of uh, of the beat making whereas mm-hmm. like the default is just a, like made in a computer yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I agree with you guys. Like, I just, I, pr- I prefer instruments. I think there's yeah. there's something there's something extra to it that kind of uh, brings it alive. Es- especially if you're, like, actually going to see, like, a live performance. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Brian, uh, you and I went and saw Kanye a while back. Uh, yeah, the Yeezus tour. Yes, on, oh, the, nice. on the Yeezus tour. Uh, yeah.
1: Was that the mountain? When he was on the mountain? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I went to that one too. It was, yeah, was at the United States. Kendrick Open. Kendrick Open, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was there for that one.
0: And like the arena was like a quarter of the way full. And we were all going, Yeah, no, why is it yeah, yeah nobody
3: came Do for Yeah, Nobody was yeah. there. It was so weird. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I, and I was like, Is, is nobody going to show up for the Kind concert? <laughs> I <was> like, Surely <laughs> everyone,
0: <laughs> everyone who's coming to the Kanye concert is also coming early to see Kendrick, right? That's just what we're all doing. But, right? but then no And he
1: had, he, he had put out Good Kid at that yeah, point, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that was insane. Yeah. <laughs> what a bill, too. Jesus, yeah.
3: I but I I th- I think back on that uh, on that show compared to the Root show we saw mm. a few years ago, yeah. and it's 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 no comparison to me. Like the the Kanye show yeah. was good, the Root show was top three concert I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure,
1: absolutely.
0: But that but Jesus is an example of where the digitally created music works because that's one of his like just mo. When when looking back at his discography before his you know he whatever um i was, you know, I was gonna say brain exploded but he's he's, I mean, he's 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 dealing with some stuff you know, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, you know. he is actually unwell <laughs> yeah I'm yeah, sure but uh but looking back on it it's one of his more interesting and i think impressively produced albums like there are beats on there that when you listen back you're almost surprised like oh right this is on here and this yeah. is just so good um, so in that regard, it can it can certainly go both ways, especially for experimentation. Mm-hmm. But uh, but no, there's there's something to sampling, um, and those songs that you're sampling had
1: live instruments. Yeah. So. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah I,
3: I, do, I, do a, I do I do I do I do want to just hop on that and say that like um, like electronically produced songs art can also obviously be great. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the foundation of everything we're doing, and like you listen to Jesus or. You know, I've been uh, I've been texting you guys about uh, about listening to Donuts over and yes. over again. Uh, that that Donuts album is just one of my favorite things to listen to. It doesn't really have like a standout track for me because yeah. I, I just can't separate them in my mind. Mm-hmm. But it's just the the complexity and the the layers of different shit going on in there. Yeah, it's like I I can't even begin to imagine how someone would do something like that
1: donuts is incredible I wrote down a whole list of just things I love about about donuts um, and I don't know if I want to go through that list now or if we want to wait till later
3: sprinkles glaze <laughs> <laughs> uh, love
1: old-fashioned <laughs> oh,
0: old-fashioned is old-fashioned is under it
1: Yes, I agree.
0: And a good old fashioned donut is very mm-hmm. underrated, but glaze is just—it gets hands get sticky. I mean, I think no matter what you're going <laughs> to be. Side your your the side of your mouth donut. gets sticky. I don't even like the side of my mouth with, like specks I, of glaze I on it. Smaller bites. I have a small mouth. Ma- <laughs> <a> ma- <laughs> what chipmunk I Chipmunk? We talking about? Um, Every boy they take a small. I
1: I will say I will say the one main thing I will say about Jay Dilla's donuts is the amount of, for for everybody listening who doesn't know. um about how Jay Dilla's Donuts was created, um, he had started working on it um, before he passed away, but he he had lupus and he ended up dying uh, while he was working on the project. And he was literally working on the project on his deathbed in the hospital. They brought in a bunch of like, you know, all the equipment he needed, and he was he was making the album like three days. He finished it three days before he passed. Wow. So in you know, I think about that, and I think it is important to think about that album uh, because you can hear so many different messages about like death and love just in the beats, like in the samples that he chose. Like, I, I think the amount of heart he was able to get into into the instrumentation of that album is is incredible. Like, it's like it's an album that can like really speak to you, and it's like I'm just I'm just listening to to beats here. <laughs> like, this is. Like there's, there's rarely like anybody speaking over it. So yeah, that's, I uh, I love Jay Dillis Donuts. I was very happy when you, when you texted, I want to talk about this. I was like, yep.
0: How do you feel about samples as far as like, like a, a, a sample that's in the forefront of the song? Mm. It's so prevalent. Right. So like a, um, like, l- like a heart of the city where it's just, it's, it's, it's basically yeah, the sample song. is the hook.
4: Kind right. Of thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: As opposed to taking, like a drum line from here, and you once you break it down, you can recognize the samples. Like where, you know, which one is preferable? Which one do you like more?
1: I go ahead.
3: Okay. I I don't know. I mean, I think I, I obviously there's room for both. I, I do. I do kind of like it when the sample is just like ready, readily recognizable. Mm-hmm. I. Because I, you know, if you if you go in and uh, you see oh this this song this song sampled from uh, from here and here and I listen to the song and like I, I just I can't tell where it's uh, you know it's no it's no problem with with the song it still mm-hmm. it still makes a great end product but I do I do think there's a little just kind of a little uh, little fun novelty yeah. in listening to a song and going like oh there's there's Joe Cocker in the background <laughs> like how cool but now it's
0: a new thing yeah. What, do you think? I've uh, do you think that there's anything? Um, what, for example, before we recorded, I played you that the "What Would Become" interlude by Jay Z, mm-hmm. yeah. which is um, "Little Boy Blues' Seed of Love" from 1968. Does it take anything away from interlude when you hear the sample and it's so similar? Because for years you've looked at it and you're like, "That's just such a great beat. That's just it really gets you there." And then you're also like, "Oh, it's essentially the same. They tweaked a few things." Does it ever take away from a song when you realize how much they took from the sample?
1: It it does for me. Not in like a big way. In that like when you play when you played me that and I was like, "Oh, that's like that's like the whole that's beat." Exactly. It, yeah. Um, so it's it's not like I'm gonna go listen to interlude and like hear it differently now and be like oh this damn this song is just not as good. But in the moment I was like oh man that was that was it's like almost little, like 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 instrument for instrument exactly what what they takes put the in wind the, song. Out of the song. Yeah, yeah it does I, take a win out of it. Yeah,
3: I completely agree. Because mm-hmm. uh, I I don't I don't find that it happens too often. Uh, I I do think by and large. Uh, yeah. You know they, they change they change up the samples a lot to make it mm-hmm. into a new thing. But that would that that particular example was very like I don't want to say shocking. Like I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't appalled by it, but it was like oh that's that's the whole thing. Yeah, it didn't, didn't really do much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just the song. Yeah. You guys
0: asked that question. Before we got your response to the other one about
1: samples. Oh, um, about I do
0: samples. The one question we just had about samples. <laughs> yeah.
1: I. I do think there is room for both. Like Noah said, I will say when the sample is very prevalent, I like it when like the artist knows what to do with that cuz like as an artist, no matter how good the sample is, you don't really want the sample to define the song. I think you want like your contribution to just like merge with it in a nice way. So I think when the artist knows what to do when they have like a a sample that's you know easily recognizable and also like in the forefront of the song like jay-z does on heart of the city i think that i really like that but i also to the other end of things i like a chase just for me personally i like when i like hear a hint of something where it's like i've heard that before i like trying to like track it down by myself before i go to genius because i nowadays when i like hear an album i'll listen to it a few times before i go to genius and be like okay what are the samples on this song that I like didn't pick up the first time? So I, I like to look into into things like that. So I, I like both ways, but I feel
0: that way about um, Touch the Sky, which mm-hmm. all, Just Blaze also did. He did interlude, but uh, the the um, the Move On Up sample, mm-hmm. those horns, and it's like they they cut them off right before they get to the Move On Up recognition. Yeah. Where it's like do 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 do, and then he stops. work, it's like do 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 do. Like oh, now I know it's move on up. But he cuts it before that, so it is a fun. It's almost like a roller coaster. Like oh, it's coming now. It's not. Yeah. Um, and it does really enhance that song. So it's it's recognizable. Like I know this from something, and it's fun. I'm listening to it, but I can't tell you what exactly the song is.
1: I also think that Kanye's what Kanye did on that song. Like, he matched the energy of yes. the original sample. Like, his his Touch the Sky version, I feel like, from an energy, like, perspective, it's like, okay, this is, these are these are trying to get to the same place as Move On Up. So, I, I appreciate that in that he didn't do something really intense and crazy over Move On Up when he, he really could have and has done on other songs. Yeah. So, I like that he and stuck there, to the, the... There
0: are songs group. that are, like, well, as much about the original artist or the original... Um, song Mm -hmm. as is about the new one which is why i love otis so much is because it is such a like paying a respect to otis running and it's such a great beat Mm -hmm. and i thought they did such a great job of being like we are going to um sample him and just do a song under his production but like he's the reason so we'll just call it that and yeah it works so well
1: kanye loves otis redding i think actually both of yeah. you all had an otis redding kanye produced sample on yeah. your list yeah yeah I, I that's one of my did i, I don't wait know
3: I did. no i think you had Otis. yeah on you and i did list. you have otis on your list
1: oh otis I is had... on my list and you yeah, have gone. Okay. gone i had Otis that's on my list. list and then i saw your list. And I took it. I'm like, <laughs> all right we'll
0: talk about it at some point because i it, it is the the best song on uh watch the throne in my opinion. It is. It's very good. Um, What else? What else? No, what else? You
3: what, got do you, I, what do you... Guys, what do you guys think about when a sample like doesn't match the song it's in? Mm. You uh, Yeah, uh, Blood on the Leaves <sighs> is uh, from, from Yeezus. It's such is, a beat. Oh, it, I no, really it, love it. It is. And like it's, oh, why are you talking? I don't know. <laughs> I... <that, my, laughs> i to start making noise, I Siri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Siri. What do you think about the juxtaposition? I, <laughs> uh, cause yeah, that's that is always like on the on the one hand, it's a great beat. It's a great beat. Just listening, just listening, listening to it. <laughs> listening to that song is is a great experience. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I do I do occasionally bump on it and be like this, like I don't I don't think this like the lyrics of this song have like a broader meeting. It's just it's yeah. just kind of like a relationship song and it's using one of the like one of one of the heaviest and like more more beating songs all. Yeah. No. in the world in strange fruit.
1: It's unfortunate. Fruit. And about I, I was
0: like surround so ra- he doesn't he's running out of money. He's just been spending too much. I don't have the money. Stop <laughs> asking me for the money. Yeah. And you're and you're listening... surrounding him. Yeah.
3: You're, you're 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 listening to Nina Simone's Strange Fruit and you're like, this but there's something maybe that's, about... Maybe that's the point? How different it is? I'm I don't sure know. I'm, I'm sure, sure, he, would say I'm sure that. he can
0: yeah. explain it. Yeah. But there's something about the fact that he's auto-tuned there, so when he ends his line, it's high, and then it matches her coming uh, in right after, and then this bass is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It
1: is it is such a well-produced song. When, when I first listened to Yeezus, I had that song on repeat for probably a full week. Like, I just let that song overtake me. Just not even really even thinking about the lyrics. The energy and the passion with which Kanye was singing, you could say, on that song, mixed with that sample, was incredible. But then, you know, as the years rolled on and I had more time to really think about it and grow, every time I hear that song now, it bites at me a little bit because it's like, Ah, oh, Kanye, like this isn't. You can't use this sample for this. like Ah, oh, so now, now I actually do hear that song differently, where like i I have these memories. In my head, I'm like, "Wow, remember when I used to just listen to that song for like two yeah. hours straight?" Just, just
3: uncritically you'd be like, "This is great."
1: Yeah, and like, now I'm you, like, uh, you're you're it's not screaming, screaming, the same."
0: You'd be lost for me. Now, man. Oh, yeah. All, like, oh huh? yeah, all the time. All the
1: time.
0: I before we move off from Yeezus, I do. I was all, I was I was I was almost gonna talk about it, but uh, Black Skinheads Drum mm-hmm. is I was obsessed with that. I came that album came out on my birthday. Mm. It was his follow up oh, yeah. to Doctor's Beautiful Fantasy. I was so excited and I was doing the I was watching children not let me back up I was working in my mom's after school program <laughs> so I was in charge of children and I would just be walking down the halls <laughs> and I would just be doing that all the time it's so good I very
3: shortly after that album came out mm-hmm. I, and I I had uploaded it to my iPod remember iPods yeah uh, I do I, mine's over there so, <laughs> it's on that show yeah, yeah. yeah. I was up. Uh, I was up visiting uh, my mom's side of the family uh, in Michigan. We're at uh, we're at her cabin, and I would, uh, I had my iPod like plugged into the speaker, playing like visiting the family music, mm-hmm. just, like Fleet Foxes or something at okay. the time. And then I uh, I went I went outside for a while, and apparently uh, one of my aunts picked up my iPod and went to like the recently listened to or whatever, and be like, what is what is what is what is Noah listen to? Oh, no. And just put, you on, in, put they were on just going Jesus. new slaves.
0: Da, na, 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 na. And yeah,
3: they got they got like two songs deep and then I come back and Jesus is just blaring in the cabin. And they kinda they kinda look at me like this is this is why you're listening like to like, I didn't put this on. You know, as you say,
0: I like that they look at you and go, Why did you do this?
3: I didn't I didn't choose Why to did play you think Jesus we would like everybody? This, though, huh? That's so funny. I put on the like the calm background folk music, and then you change this. Yes. This is your fault. It's not, it's not my fault. You don't
0: know what Jesus is. That um, is hilarious. Looking at your list that you sent mm-hmm. us, the you have the "Without You" by Anderson Park, and that you know how much I love that yes. album. but it's it's his, which I don't believe he's sampling much on that album, if
1: at all. It's um, the sample is a lot of the like in part of that right. song and then there's like some like vocal stuff in the but room. on that like whole album place. I think most of oh, it's and, original oh um, yeah yeah I think most, most of, of it's it, original yeah.
0: music and so that's something that not only is it live instrumentation mm-hmm. but it has the jazz influences the funk influences and it's original beats and like all of them hit so it's, yeah. it is nice since we're talking about beats when um you know, it's like the, the 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 Beastie Boys would constantly do it, where they would just create their own sound, mm-hmm. and it just sounds just as good as something that's been sampled. So there is, I like that that is still prominent in hip hop. That is more than just you know trap music and and and, yeah. and the like re- repeating sounds over and over again. I agree. Pac's uh, great. Pac is <laughs> great.
3: <laughs> Once again, I agree. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the Gray album? and you're uh... sure i would love to talk about the gray album I uh, at at the time this was i think i think i came ac- came across the gray album before i was like st- st- when i when i was still in my like a distrustful of hip-hop phase mm-hmm. i but i was like oh it's he it was he it's, was it's, he like, was
0: succumbing to my uh, <laughs> all, my yeah. influence of playing it all the time yeah. in the apartment yeah
3: but the, but then it was like oh it's also the beatles yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean if it's the beatles i hip-hop is the beatles <laughs> Hip hop. <laughs> oh okay beat, it has beat in the word and hip-hop has
3: beats That's a yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great and yeah i think uh, i i still i still go back and listen to that sometime the way that danger mouse was able to yeah why don't completely... you explain what it is yeah so that's a that's a that's a fine point i so Jay-Z released uh, the Black album uh, just as vocal tracks
0: mm-hmm. uh, arguably his best album.
3: I'm sure Agreed. I I think I would uh, I would agree there too off the top of my head. Uh, and so uh, Danger Mouse, a legendary producer, very cool name. Uh, he took uh, songs off of the White Album by the Beatles and repurposed them into beats for the Black Album vocals mm-hmm. and the Gray album was born.
1: Uh, yeah. and then Such was a quick- great concept, and then it was quickly taken away. Yes, <laughs> yes, for copyright reasons. Yeah, Even was. though he had like the permission of everybody involved, from what I heard, is that true? I bet
0: the artists were like, sure, and the lawyers were like, yeah, that's exactly what that is like he asked.
3: Paul McCartney was
0: like, sounds cool, and his lawyers were like, no, no, no. Yeah, Paul and Ringo were both into
3: it.
1: Yeah, Jay Z was like, sure. Yeah,
3: the yeah, yeah, the lawyers involved in the estate
0: were like, that'll be seven hundred million dollars, please. I, and it's a shame that it's not like a, can you buy it even? No. I don't think so no it's so just it's, uh, yeah. it's
3: on, it's on, on YouTube Netflix, Yeah. on SoundCloud, YouTube yeah, yeah. and shit uh, yeah but yeah the, the the white the white album I think for me is a huge Beatles head am I are you a Beatles guy?
1: I am not I was actually about to say I'm curious for people who know the Beatles how did you feel the Beatles like beats stood up with Jay-Z's lyrics compared to you know the originals
0: better than Blood on the Leaves <laughs>
1: Well, that's good.
3: <laughs> I yeah, I think it's uh, for me. It's kind of the perfect album to use because okay. I I, lo- I love the Beatles. the The White Album is uh, has a lot of great songs, but it's not mm. like it's not like one of the ones. that's like in my heart. Okay, it's like a I a, think that's a, like
0: a yeah. common opinion though. I th- I, th- I think it's one of their most like record because like it was just the all white cover, like, yeah, there was no uh, branding on it. So it was like this very cool thing. But I, I think most people are just. I'm like, yeah, it's 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 good. Oh, yeah, uh, it wrong. I,
3: but I'm still like super familiar with it, so it's very cool mm-hmm. for me listening to what Danger Mouse did to these songs. That like, on the one hand, I recognize like, oh yeah, you know, I did uh, I put uh, Dirt Off Your Shoulder on my list mm-hmm. as the one that's kind of uh, like I think the best one on the album. Okay, which uh, samples a song called Julia and Which so I it's a very do,
0: sad song I do uh, oh, Yeah. isn't
3: it I probably It's, yeah. it's certainly, uh, yeah, it certainly yeah certainly sounds it it does not sound anything like uh, like it does on the Grey album but on the one hand I do recognize that I have I have that moment I was talking about earlier where I go, oh yeah like that's that's Julia like mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm listening to the White album. but on the other hand it's completely repurposed yeah. into this whole other thing that is uh, you know for me actually like the the definitive Dirt Off Your Shoulder mm-hmm. because it just because I've uh, I've I listened to it, uh, I did pro- probably not first, I'm sure I'd heard Dirt Off Your Shoulder in the world, but like yeah. I, I sat down and listened to this a lot before I fully sat down and listened to the Black album a lot. Yeah. So when I think of Dirt Off Your Shoulder, it is the beat from the Gray album, huh. uh, which I, I just look back on, it. it's like very interesting. It's the same song, but is like com- a completely different thing in two ways. Yeah, so then the
0: discussion becomes, you know, what is the better kind of Jay-Z collab? Is it Grey Album with its acclaim and its legendary uh, collaborations? Uh, or I mean, or Collision Course, his team up with Linkin Park? <laughs> 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 Dirt Off Your Shoulder was with Lying For You. Li- and lying From You, sorry. And uh, uh, Mind Blowing, because I was a huge fan of Linkin Park. Um, so I don't know, Noah. I, I don't know which. <laughs> I think that's
3: uh, I think that's very. It's not it's not an exact parallel because you do still also like the Beatles quite a bit. Yeah, I do. Whereas I am uh, on the record. You still don't not like. Lincoln fond
0: Park. of Lincoln Park. You still don't mm. like Lincoln Park. I still like the Beatles, and you still don't like Lincoln Park. Yeah, I do think that <laughs> Numb and "Encore" is a, oh. is a classic team up, and I it, think it, it works, is incredible. It works so well. I do think that works really well. There's a lot of acts that do that, you know, Elvis Costello did that album with the roots and, and stuff. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it, it is interesting how even when the song and it's similar to Blown Leaves, but Blown Leaves is just so specifically about it's just such an imagery. Yeah. Very specifically pointed. Whereas the song Julia that the Beatles uh, did, that's the the sample, is about John Lennon's mom who died in 1944. Oh. Like 44. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a but, juxtaposition. <laughs> but because we don't hear that or uh-huh. those lyrics, we can't tie it to that song and its content whereas Kanye starts Blood on the Leaves with Blood on the Leaves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the Strange Fruit and everything yeah, like you're that. Yeah, he
3: was listening to Nina Simone sing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Julia, Julia has been cut up and like completely Well, I don't know what happened to her, to her but I... Actually...
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a while ago. I was really debating it, but it was it was so long ago. I figured I'd say it. sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: boy. Okay. Um, so let's let's do favorite beats. I mean, we've already kind of started getting into it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I you know
0: the, the one other thing I, I do want to want to say is it's and this I think goes to Quest loves music history, but game mm-hmm. theory which was the, the album I fell in love with, The Roots On. Mm-hmm. Um, the title track is taken from Life of Fortune and Fame by Slam and the Family Stone, which I looked up, wasn't even publicly released until like seven years after Game oh. Theory came out. So that must have been a deep cut that he had heard like around, that or sounds, probably just had sounds a, like a bullet copy of, <laughs> and used it. And it's a very direct um, kind of remixing of that song. Um, and it works uh, really well. But um, all right, I'll I'll give my favorite beats. One of you can go first. All right,
3: uh, I'll 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 pop in. So I, th- I think I have the shortest list of uh, things we haven't already talked about. Uh, yeah. "You Don't Know" by Jay Z is just to me the quintessential like get the get the blood pumping. Oh, like, yeah. Turn it turn it up as loud as it goes, and just kind of just just listen to the beat destroy your ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is it's a Kanye right?
1: No, just Blaze. No, it's just Blaze. It's oh, it's...
0: it's got the chipmunk voice
1: in it. Oh yeah, it, that's yeah.
3: right. Well, his uh, his influence is <laughs> far-reaching. Sure, 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 sure. I, and it helps that Jay Z was really able to uh, match that beat himself, being mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of the best to ever do it. I, but I then. That 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 is kind of that is kind of the, a shame occasionally when you hear like oh like this this beat is great or even like these lyrics are great but then the other side of the song just doesn't doesn't yeah. quite meet the moment yeah. uh jay-z fully meets the moment there that song uh, absolutely rules it's it. incredible we'll never not uh, will never not get me going uh oh, no it was, no
0: i wasn't good. okay i to be
3: uh, Rigor Mortis by kendrick I uh, kind of the uh to, to me the exact opposite like like you don't you don't know is just like fucking goes mm-hmm. hard like hype beat whereas rigor mortis is like a like a heady like what if what if what if i what if i rapped over like weirdly timed jazz <laughs> yeah uh just just horns going fast and again kendrick uh, is just kind of is, it's it's just kind of like a technical like mm-hmm. exhibition he's not like rapping about anything anything big or meaningful it's, it's one of his songs where he's just like also i'm just like I'm just like really good at this just mm-hmm. like make, making my mouth make these sounds i'm incredibly talented in that way uh yeah i, I always have a lot of fun listening to that there was yeah. a there was a time when i uh, i told myself like i'm gonna i'm gonna be able to do this i'm gonna, I'm gonna learn this song Everything. and like be able to take in enough oxygen uh-huh. <laughs> to do the whole thing yeah. never happened I
1: don't, I don't even know if Kendrick can, can do, no, it. Sure he... do it. I'm sure he... That <laughs> yeah. was not one take. Yeah.
3: Well, this was before I knew that that was a thing. <laughs> possibly. I was just like, wow, he's just, he took such a big he breath. Won't... What did
1: <laughs> he, he do it? And it's such a simple beat, too, Rigor Mortis. Like, that horn loop yeah. is really just, like, the crux of it. And then yeah. Kendrick just, he's like, all it right, is... just keep that going. And then he just destroys it. It's such it. an
0: interesting song, too, because it's not even on rhythm. Like, his rapping isn't on yeah. rhythm with that beat at all. Yeah. It's disjointed entirely. It's, the, like, two different songs. That's
3: mm-hmm. why That's why I find it so interesting, because yeah. it's just, it's a, it, it's like a, it's like a rap nerd, like, technical, mm-hmm. like, what if, what if I did this, but with this? Yep. Uh, which, as a, as a sort of obnoxious nerd myself at times, very cool. No. Uh, <laughs> I won't hear that kind of talk. All right, fine, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. I uh, song about kids these days called Dua. Uh, oh, yeah, you, you know I don't. I have, I have no idea what kind of reach kids these days had in the hip hop community. This is a Chicago based podcast, so I'm guessing uh, a lot of your listenership might absolutely uh, might be familiar. Uh, Vic Mensa's uh, first project.
1: Mm-hmm. Which
3: did you guys hear about Vic Mensa?
1: Yeah, he got arrested got, for got arrested with like a hundred billion
3: pounds of acid in the airport.
0: Everyone's getting arrested recently.
3: <laughs> he was he was going through the airport with just just a preposterous amount of like LSD, how germs and shit. I I don't I don't actually know. And there's a lot of uh, when I was reading about this, there was a lot of consternation because ap- apparently when you get a when the co- when the cops arrest you with a bunch of drugs, they will just weigh like what whatever it is. Uh, it's like L- LSD is like a, a little drop of drugs on a piece of paper. And so they'll just weigh like a ream of paper and be like, we found you with 10 pounds oh. of LSD, which is like not nowhere near the amount of drugs you have. So it's hard to say, but people were saying like 700 to 900 tabs is probably what it worked out to <laughs> wow. Wow. just in a bag in the airport. They're trying to get on a plane. Wow. Like, what are you doing? Where is he going? Uh, I don't know. I think he was in Portland. I. Hmm. uh, i not sure about that. I think
1: that. he I think he had just come back from Ghana or something I heard or something like that cuz he was just out there with Chance and then Yeah, I, I,
3: I do remember hearing it was an international flight. Yeah. Which just seems even crazier. he <laughs> was like rolling around in uh, suitcase. He made it all L- the way to the US. He got to customs. Like your your customs is the the same level of scrutiny as Ghana's, right?
0: Do do you think do you think there's ever a case where like the the airport in Ghana saw it in their bag and the guy was like, it's Monday. I don't... Let's let... Where is he going? Let's let Seattle deal with this. Just send him... I We're... mean, maybe. It's not a gun. <laughs> I don't care, you know? I like, bet, I bet there are days where they're just like, what is that? Like, toothpaste? Okay, I
3: bet so that's I true of, like, most places that aren't the U.S. Yeah, sure. And don't have this yeah. preposterous TSA nonsense. Yeah, so that, right. Like, we don't have to get into right now. But it's, uh, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Vic, like, get... Hire a guy. Is Seriously. the point to roll around your drugs? Uh, kids yeah, these days. We,
0: though, we back up. That's the lesson no <laughs> one wants to put out there. It's not don't transport illegal drugs. It's get someone else to do it. You know, <laughs>
3: yeah, Pay pay him well enough to take the rap. I uh, kids these days. One of my uh, one of my absolute favorite uh, hip hop acts. Uh, and the way that uh, the way that do uh, is like fully fully live instrumentation mm-hmm. they had like a, just a band as a, a part of the band but also does like does their uh, does their samples live yeah. in that song they're doing uh, where is my mind by the pixies mm-hmm. uh, yeah. god there's uh, there's a few of them in there and uh, where yeah. is my mind is like the the prominent one so that's what's coming to mind but just when I first heard that just kind of like blew my mind I was like I've, I've never heard I've never heard someone do this before I uh, yeah which I'm sure was not the first time it was done, but just mm-hmm. it, is, it is personal to me and how cool it was. Uh, and I still uh, I still fucking love that song.
1: I'm, I'm right there with you. Kids These Days, uh, Karen and I have probably listened to that that mixtape so many times. We went and saw them perform it live. It's just, it's so good, especially the live instrumentation and how much they actually sample songs in that entire album, uh, Trap House Rock, like almost... Like minus maybe like two or three songs, like almost every song has like a relatively well-known song sample just through live instrumentation. I think it really it really brings a, a feel of nostalgia to that album that is already there because this was something that we listened to, you know, back in like 2012 or whenever it was. But now there's even more nostalgia because they're referencing all of these older songs. But yeah, that's that song is definitely one of my favorites off of Trap House Rock. Yeah. It's so good.
3: And then uh, just to throw out a, a you know we've already briefly talked about "Gone" by Kanye no. West, which uh, you know, that was on your list too, right?
1: Uh, no, no, but it's gone. one of my favorite you Kanye songs. Kanye yeah,
3: I mean, I don't, I don't think it's at all controversial to say it's his best song on his best album. Uh, oh,
1: you but... had <laughs> "Spaceship." Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I... "Gone" is. Oh, it's so good. It's so good.
3: Yeah, that's a. I don't know that is, that is a, that is my favorite Kanye West song. Uh, and it, oh wow! Uh, yeah, that's my favorite. It's my favorite Kanye song. i my I think my favorite Kanye album. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the the sam the sample and the beat is a uh, is a big part of it to just keep it going. It's like a seven minute song. Yeah, which sure. I which I always kind of forget. Yeah, and it just it, the, the the rhythm just keeps going. It's got really, a good very fun
1: Cameron and Consequence verse too. Yeah, have it's you heard nice late song. orchestration? Have you have you ever heard of that?
3: I I think I have, but just like
1: once. It's it's I actually might have it on DVD. So if I can find that, yeah. I'll let you borrow it. But it's essentially um, Kanye doing late registration live with a full orchestra, and it's that sounds incredible. I that had was. forgotten about it until you just until you you were just talking about this song. But I'm gonna try and find that because it's it's so good. It's so good. Um, but yes, yeah, so gone is uh, specifically the last verse. Of gone, Kanye's the. I think it's the fifth verse of the song, but that last verse, I think, is like one of his best verses ever. It's it's incredible.
0: Um, I I, these songs just barely missed my list here, but I do think I don't think we can do a Beats segment without discussing the maybe the greatest curator of them, Missy Elliott, Mm. Um, and her work with Timbaland is just revolutionary and remains relevant and great. And work it and get your freak on. Both were on my list for so long because they are just incredible. So I want to give them a shout out.
1: Um, Timbaland is a master, master producer. Incredible. Just, just incredible. The, the the sounds that he would just like work his way into beats is just insane. Yeah.
3: Along with being a boot mogul, you know, he's got two, <laughs> two, two businesses going at once.
0: True, um, true. I want to mention uh, <laughs> "Passing Me By" mm. from. Uh, Far Side Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, them sampling Summer in the City by Quincy Jones is terrific and their flow on that is almost unmatched I also love beats on songs that enhance the tone of it Mm -hmm. so specifically the song that got me into Kendrick Lamar swimming pools um, it sounds like you're underwater yeah it sounds distorted and so it only adds to the effect of that song um, Sabotage from the Beastie Boys sounds like they are scratching records with by smashing guitars onto a sound, a mixing board. It's mm-hmm. incredible and fits the tone. Um, Rebirth of Slick, cool like that from um, uh, Diggable Planets. They, them mixing that jazz uh, with kind of contemporary, especially if it was in the mid 90s, but mm-hmm. that hip hop, but the their love of jazz really shines through and it, it fits so well um, and then my favorite root song The Seed 2.0 which I didn't realize until doing research for this is a re mix of a song called The Seed by Cody Chestnut
1: I also learned that while, while doing research for <laughs> <with> this <laughs> which is
0: wild because when you listen you're like, this is this is a good song but the root it's similar it's it's not dissimilar to the interlude thing but the roots elevating it and just tw- doing little tweaks to that beat and their live instrumentation because the mm-hmm. the Cody version sounds like it's almost like through the phone like his voice is distorted yeah. so this with uh, Black Thoughts Rapper is just it's one of it's it's my fi- it's might be my favorite rap song no it's not but it's one of my favorite <laughs> songs uh, my favorite rap song is Runaway by Kanye uh, which is also similar to Swing Pools in that it enhances that entire song it sounds like you're in and the nightmare of a museum. Um, that, is, that is
1: a master like, class in production, like that, that modern, entire song. Yeah. Like you're in
0: a modern art museum, and it's like melting. <laughs> and, uh, it's incredible. But no, my favorite beat, and it's a shame that a few of the lyrics do not hold up, is uh, Heart of the City mm. uh, from The yeah. Blueprint. I, I, ever since I've gotten into hip-hop, that is just the gold standard for a sample, and for you know the homage of jazz, and uh, making it modern. It's just so so good.
1: I agree. I agree. Kanye, that was another Kanye sample is, yeah. um, on an album where Kanye and Just Blaze were actually going, you know, back and forth yeah. trying to see who could, who could make the, the best beats, which is just an incredible, I wish, I wish, I mean, and maybe it happens and we don't hear about it, but I wish that was something that was more prominent in today's, today's hip hop. It's like, let's, let's have these competitions and like, Get the fans a part of it. I think that would be so cool. But sure. and it it could be something that's still happening behind the scenes. But I just want more access. I want more access right. to like the the making of these songs. And some people do it, but I just wish that was something that we could we could really tap into. I also
0: I don't want this to be the last thing I say about beats, <laughs> but something that is interesting about sampling is that I think what um whatever someone mentioned it, but the idea that you hear a song on a. Uh, a, a an old song on us new song and it becomes reg- like the fuji's killing me softly was the mm-hmm. first time i heard killing me softly and so then i hear the other version which my mom grew up with and she's like no this is the version I'm like no no, it's the fuji song it's <laughs> the it's the one that says one time a bunch um and uh and it's similar to uh wild west oh <laughs> that stevie wonder sample that is that i was like what when that came out we were like nine that was where i heard that for the first time and so then listening to Stevie Wonder, I'm like, oh, oh, this is yeah. that song? And I think that's funny that as kids grow up with, with hip-hop and with samples being so prominent is that that's their first introduction to these artists, so much so that it feels weird when you listen to it and you're like, oh, oh, that's weird, because this is from this other song. Yeah. Um, this yeah. is
3: from this other song where it's like a little to a lot like faster and like zippier. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then I have a final question for you once once you finish with your songs.
1: Okay. Um, so one thing that I discovered when I, I, I went into it cause I was like picking, picking my favorite beats is going to be so hard. So I, I tried to zero in on like, what is my favorite type of beat? And then just find a bunch of my favorite songs of that type to, to make a list. And so I figured out very quickly that a soul sample is my favorite type of beat. I really, I really love R and B music sometimes more than hip hop, to be honest. And so With those two being my favorite genres, I think hearing hip-hop songs with R&B influence, soul samples, is just the perfect merging of those two genres for me. So I think that's why soul samples just kind of stick in my brain a lot more. Um, And then when I, I made this list, I was like, okay, let me just think of some soul samples that I really like. I realized that it's clearly 70s soul when that's sampled in a hip hop song, that really sticks with it's me. Because so most pro- of the songs on my list. And was that's like, such a prominent decade.
0: Doing my research too. It's all seventies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's clearly where a lot of these producers were, we're digging in up, the crates. And, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's see. Some of the, the songs that I had here, uh, a lot of Kanye. I think Kanye produced half of the songs on my list, and I think that's because Kanye's my favorite producer. I can't yeah. I can't deny that. Yeah. He's just I I love about kanye and his production that he's able to take an instrument whatever he thinks an instrument is to him somebody's voice is an instrument to him like somebody's like last third of their verse in another song is an instrument so i like his ability to be like i want that piece and i want that piece and then he just like merges them together into something else um and he's especially good at it with soul sample so i had testify by common um which samples some 70s r&b group i really just love um i love the beat first first off because i would say the first few times i listened to that song i didn't even register that common was doing this like deep like storytelling about um a woman who killed somebody but then like framed somebody else. i didn't even i was just i probably listened to the song and just heard the beat the first few times and then i went back and i was like oh Tommy, this
4: is really, good job. <laughs>
3: good job. This is this is strong writing. <laughs> Put putting some thought into this one, aren't you, Kamic? That's yeah.
0: exactly why Beat Day. It's just that's what initially mm-hmm. you hear in your head, yeah. Yeah. Because you have to focus on lyrics. You don't have to focus on hearing a beat.
1: Exactly. Um, let's see. The other Kanye produced songs I had. I had Wouldn't Get Far, which is by the game, um, a classic hip hop sample. I had Otis by the Throne, which you already talked about. Um, I had Spaceship um, from the college dropout which also features consequence who was on gone um spaceship is probably my one of my top three kanye songs i think you know the distant lover sample by marvin Gaye that he flipped was so well done and this was back when you could still hear the struggle in kanye's voice like he was still very relatable and The College Dropout was also just one of my favorite albums for such a long time that I've just listened to it more than so many other albums. Um, so Spaceship is just a, a song that I like. And that actually brought up a point. I, I like when producers try to sample a very classic song, like one that like the the casual fan is going to hear this and be like, oh yeah, I've heard that. And then they're up to the task. And I think Kanye, when he sampled... Uh, Distant Lover by Marvin Gaye, or even try a little tenderness on Otis, like those are those are classic songs. Where if, if you fail at like turning this into something else, people aren't gonna really think about this song ever again. But I think he did a good job. Um, and just some other ones I wanted to mention: a tribe called Quest. I feel like. We don't talk a lot about their production. I had production. a bunch
0: of their songs on my, on my yeah.
1: Q Tip is Q Tip is is insane, and I I put um, lyrics to go on here because it's it's one of my favorite. A Tribe Called Quest songs, and I just think the the James Brown funky guitar riff, which kind of drives the beat, mixed with just Minnie Ripperton, who has one of the most incredible voices you ever heard. He just found a high pitched like note that minnie ripperton did and then he looped it through the entire song so there's just like she's literally just singing in your ear the entire time that mixed with the funk guitar it's it's one of the craziest beats i've ever heard and it's i i appreciate when a producer like really when they really try like and i know that's that's easy to say me with no production ability at all yeah. i like when they put a little <laughs> effort into it yeah not just phoning it but,
0: in i mean we do that all the time we do that with sports <laughs> we do yeah. that with movies. i mean yeah, yeah. I, I
3: i think i think that's fair i think you can tell when like yeah. so when someone is just like sh- like putting a lot of effort in and mm-hmm. like showing it also i'm not getting paid
1: to do it if they want to give me their
0: money i'll try yeah, yeah true i'll true. try my hardest i'll take some classes <laughs> so, you
1: <know>. yeah
4: yeah
1: <laughs> um but yeah, so those those are the main ones I want to talk. Oh, and Oh Boy by Cameron, also yeah. produced by Just Blaze. Just Blaze is also one of my favorite producers. I think um, we talked about this with You Don't Know, um, and also by Lord Knows. I think you mentioned yesterday uh, Lord Knows by Drake, um, and how it it almost made your list. Just Blaze produced both of those songs as well as Oh Boy by Cameron. And one of the things I love about Just Blaze is his how like large scale his beats are like his beats are hard hitting on purpose like like it's like they they need to be played in a stadium they're meant to get people moving and i think he's he's also very good at soul sampling so he's kind of worked his way into my favorite producer list just by by sheer quantity of how, how many great beats he's done for so many good artists but yeah soul samples for me is like that's that's top tier that's just That's just what I shoot for. Every time I hear one, I'm like, yeah. And then to kind
0: of bring it to the present, who's working, Ro, a producer, not necessarily just plays? Although I know he's still Mm -hmm. working, or Kanye, but like who's a producer now of the modern era that you get excited to hear their music or one that you've noticed is really standing out?
1: Hit Boy, for sure. Um, He's been very busy the past, past couple of years. So he... He produced a lot for like Kanye and Jay Z back around like the Watch the Throne era, and that's when he kind of got big. But now he's like, he's coming to his own. He produced both of Nas's last albums, The King's Disease albums. He produced uh, a lot on Big Sean's last album. He he's like a he's like one of the producers that's very mainstream now, but I think his, his quality of of work is still like very high. So I love when I when I hear that Hit Boy is producing something. And they're not new, but anytime the Neptunes dust off any of their stuff and decide to produce for somebody, I'm very excited about it. And I think they're they've and got, got a lot of stuff coming. Sound too, yeah. Projects, yeah, yeah, and they've they've got some stuff coming. I you, think you they can tell when worked on
0: track. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, Tyler the Creator, um, oh, yeah. I think he he's very much influenced by the Neptunes, um, and you can hear that in his music. But he also has kind of dug out his own sound where when I hear a beat that he's made, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's Tyler, the creator because he's that's, that's one of the things I think is so weird about producers is like, not only do they have like their producer tags, but there are these great producers who have sounds like they've figured out a way to take instruments and mix them in ways that are different, but also similar enough where you can recognize their work across different artists. You can, yeah, And that's that's just so fascinating to me. I, I I really envy like producers who are like really good at what they do because you know, I, I I had a moment where I, you know, thought that I could be a rapper back when I was in college and like Trump was like, maybe I'll produce my own beats and, and it's it's so hard. <laughs> it's incredible. Did you try the hard. hardest though? Probably didn't try my hardest. Yeah. Um yeah. but I I probably thought I did. <laughs>
0: I also want to advocate for no more tagging your songs with something. I, let me find out Mike willmate I don't need
1: you to tell me immediately. He just think, really wants you to know. It's like, I, think
3: I, I think I like that because especially, I, no, I, I think I like your idea of oh, banning I was, <laughs> that is what I mean. Because especially for the sort of uh, layman or more passive listener like uh, like me or me in the past, certainly, it kind of leads you to believe that like, oh, like that's This person, like this song, is by this person. Yeah, yeah. Wow, DJ Khaled has written a lot of songs. (laughs) I'm
0: I'm looking specifically at DJ Khaled when I make that point too. I know it's another one. Yeah. It's, uh, the next song is playing. Yeah. Uh, it's a major yeah. key. It's
3: a major key. I, I, li- I like another one, though. It's just a fucking thing good. to say. It is I but good. You, I don't know know that you have, like in you have songs. never
0: listened to his albums, though. No. Where he's just like, every song, it's another one. I'm like, I know. album no, I has I, I, I,
3: I like that it exists as a phrase that I can say and make uh-huh. myself giggle. But I don't know that it's worth it. So all the music, it's like, he's got like fire.
0: 17 album tracks. I've hear that shit yeah. 17 times.
1: <laughs> Anything else? What you got? Any any other? We ending on uh, DJ Khaled. No, <laughs> DJ, I'll, I'll, oh, let's let's not.
3: I, had, I will. Uh, I just I did want to throw one more thing out. Mm-hmm. I I uh, it didn't occur to me to add it to my list. I uh, I I sometimes regret how much I'm I'm just like not into like. Older hip hop, like mm-hmm. I am, I am very like modern focused. And yeah, I, I differ there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, I have quite a bit of respect for uh, you know like nineties hip hop and older, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just not my go to. However, I do want to, uh, I do want to shout out. Uh, they reminisce over you, Big oh. Rock and CL Smooth, yeah, which yes. I, I, think to me is just like the definitive hip hop beat. It's, if you were yeah. just like wake me up from a deep sleep and be like, <laughs> what what's the hip hop beat? I think that's where I
0: would go. I like that. I also think Camp Lowe doesn't get as much credit for their beats as they, they could be. Mm-hmm. And No Diggity. What a great... Come on. Yeah, sure. It's just yeah. completely recognizable immediately. <laughs> all right. I
1: think that's it. Yeah, I, that's like all, that.
3: that's, uh, I think that's a good place. I feel players. better
1: about, about ending on uh, No Diggity than <laughs> DJ Khaled, so... <laughs> Um. All right. Thank you all. Uh, I was gonna say thank you for coming out, but thank me for coming to your (laughs) place. (laughs) Thank you for hosting Uh, me. You're you're welcome for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Um. This is this is very exciting. I've I've really enjoyed um letting letting the guests pick the topics, um and see see what what about music. Like, my guests are most interested in because I've, you know, mostly been driving the conversations for the past 200 and so episodes. So I was very excited that you all uh, chose to talk about the production aspect of it. Um, because it's, as you mentioned at the top of the episode, it's it's very important and likely more important, if not as equal. But I, I think you can say it's more important than the actual, when like... you're in a
0: bar or in a club, it's, it's what yeah. people respond to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's certainly the forefront... I want to thank you for having us, obviously, but also congratulations on four seasons. Thank you. I'm so excited to see what you do next, and um, and yeah, we'll have you on our podcast. Get for uh,
3: for a third time tonight. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just put me on a soundboard. <laughs> I agree. Good point.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> I don't know if anyone has said exciting, but we have some exciting news for you.
1: Yes, I was just about to say, uh, plug what which, which you want to plug. Uh, well, our I podcast
0: mean. is uh, What's in the Box Office, um, where we discuss what money movies made. And if it's good, if it's bad. Did you see Scream? Was it crowded? We'll tell you how much it made. Why, <laughs> why, what the, has this pandemic done to movies? Spider-Man is... One it's of, helped. Spider-Man is now... <laughs> Spider Man's now the highest grossing solo superhero film of all time, surpassing Black Panther. Wow. Um, yeah, in a pandemic. It's wild. And that's because of Christmas legs. You don't know what those are? Listen to our podcast. We also play <laughs> games. Um, we do a series. We do a bunch of fun stuff. No, where can they find us? Because I really don't know the handles. I don't listen when you do this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's wit Box Office. But... Yeah, we're yes.
3: Witbox wit Office on Twitter and Instagram. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, we're on. We're on all the platforms.
0: Yeah. And I also want to Oh, and I met on Twitter at Brian Deserber. Um D-A-S-U-R-B-R. I also wanted to mention um that uh, we do have something exciting to announce. Um what's coming up, Ahmad?
1: What's coming up? Besides
0: the the award stuff, you know, Oscars are coming out. We we'll be talking about that stuff, but March 6th we are back with Oh. Multiplex Madness. Oh. A new tournament. We did three tournaments. We have determined the greatest blockbuster of the 2010s, which was Get Out. Yes. The 2000s, which was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And the 90s, which was Titanic. Great choice. But we're done with that format. We've completed the Decade Trilogy. Oh. And we had to pivot, and we did. I love a pivot. We are starting on March 6th, the tournament to determine the biggest flop of the 21st century in a series we
1: are calling Multiplex Sadness. <laughs> that is so good. Wait, so you're going to have to watch a bunch of shitty movies for this? Not all of them are shitty, but okay. you know, yes. uh, <laughs> a fair amount <laughs> of shitty.
3: A much higher ratio than for the first three.
0: We've been narrowing it down. We've had to invert our categories. <laughs> Easier road to success. Oh, I can't wait! That is Uh, that is so good. From 2000 to 2000. What do we? uh, We're not doing to 2020 because it's just not fair. So 2000 to 2019 eligibility. Uh, We have new categories: um, supposed franchise starter, (laughs) franchise killer, (laughs) sequels that did not continue a franchise. So um, that is coming March 6th. We're gonna have you on if 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 you want. I'm very Uh, excited for this. And that that will conclude, if all goes according to plan, on our 200th episode. Oh, so, nice. Um, stay tuned for that. It's coming March uh, March 6th. Multiplex Sadness.
1: And definitely go back and listen to their previous tournaments because they are yeah. very Thank good. You.
0: Multiplex Forever, Multi- Multiplex Madness Forever, Multiplex Madness 2000, and just regular old Multiplex Madness.
1: <laughs> That's good. Multiplex Sadness. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that. for that. That was all No, <laughs> You're struggling with the title. <laughs> um well thank you all again for coming out um thank you thank you all for listening um and for joining us on the farewell tour um this has been thinking outside the Boombox. uh you can find me at totb the podcast on instagram facebook and twitter um what is coming up honestly it's up in the air the next episode was supposed to be the grammy episode the grammys have now been postponed until april so that's not going to come out until then. The next episode after that was supposed to be the 6th annual Thinking Outside the Boombox award show, which we'll see what happens with that. Because, what do you mean? Because I've <laughs> gotten, it's the deadline is in like two weeks and I've gotten one submission. So I,
0: I've done everything with the videos. Mine's coming,
1: mine's coming. Oh no, I know I can count on you all. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how many submissions I get. I think okay. I set a cap at like, if I get at least seven, I think that's enough data to to make a decision sure. but if i don't get 7 then we'll have to see what happens but um... we'll talk it out we'll just we'll all come <laughs> back
0: here Karen will come and we'll just all talk out when it Yeah we'll
1: just go we'll just live come up come to a That's conclusion That'd be fun. I'm fine <laughs> Um but yeah uh go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com theboombox.com to stay up to date on the album releases in 2022 and all of that other fun stuff This has been thinking outside the boombox your number one source for hip hop and R&B news Peace
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Gigi Palmer.